Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hello and welcome to our first inaugural episode of the NFL show on the So You Think You Can Ball podcast. Very excited to be here as I introduce my panel members, Pierre, Alex, and Stacey. Alex, we're going to start with you. Uh, you were a little bit excited to be joining us and talking all things NFL. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, it's kind of one been one of my favorite sports to follow since, you know, I was little. Um, and then kind of, you know, getting the opportunity to live in, in Chicago, which is, you know, big Bears city. And I've been a big Bears fan for, for a very long time now. So, you know, love anything and all things NFL. So very excited for this one. Pierre, yourself, you've played um, quite a lot of uh, American football. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, your experiences briefly with the sport and how excited you are for the upcoming season. Yeah, it's a completely different sport from rugby league. Um, I think a lot of people underestimate NFL because of the helmets and the pads and all the gear that comes with it. But it's actually a really um, interesting and a very uh, strategizing sport. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what the season brings and I hope my um, Seahawks end up somewhere in the top Five, yeah, wishful there, but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing the Seahawks up there. Yeah, fingers crossed. We, uh, I think we just got to try and keep Russell Wilson happy. We'll see how the Seahawks go this year. Stacey, what about yourself? Obviously, you live, you breathe, uh, you know, you, you live and breathe this sport. How excited are you to to be joining us, to be talking to our listeners about the NFL? And uh, you know, we're we're not we're not so far away from the season kicking off. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I like I said, I live, breathe, eat, sleep, uh, football, football, football. If I'm not playing it, then I'm coaching it or watching it or watching it for coaching purposes or watching it for educational purposes. I just, I can't, it's just everything. Uh, so I'm super stoked. Um, season's coming up soon. Uh, it's going to be exciting to uh, get some preseason games up on TV. Hard Knocks is coming out. So there's a whole bunch of football content coming out and um, I'm super, super excited. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I thought I've met you know, athletes that, that watch their fair share of tape, but then I met you, Stacey. So uh, you eat, breathe and sleep uh, football tape. And uh, yeah, no, really looking forward to bring your analysis, um, you know, through to the show and, and hopefully our listeners, uh, yeah, get, get a lot out of the show. We've, we've got a lot planned, so stay tuned. Um, this is going to be an exciting one. So let's get into it. In our first segment tonight, The Huddle, we select a team to do a deep dive on. Really looking forward to this one. Let's get into it. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Those will be the best memories. Yeah, and this week on the huddle, we're going to be focusing in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I guess, you know, uh, for us NFL tragics, you know, they're a side that we've followed quite closely, like all of the franchises. But suffice to say, they've had some difficult seasons over the past few years. But it appears that things may be slowly changing for the franchise. 
Stacey, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you, some of the things that may have sort of shifted for the Jags over the offseason and just your initial thoughts on on their preseason so far. The Jaguars really stepped onto my radar around 2017. Um, and it, honestly, it was because their defense was so good that they would win a majority of my bets for me. Um, so I really started paying attention to these guys back then. Um since then, however, they've gone downhill. Um, we're looking to turn it around this year when, uh, you know, they picked up the number one draft pick, which was uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, um, and teaming him up with new head coach Urban Meyer. So uh, that's it's who knows what could happen out of this situation, but I'm, I'm super excited to have a little bit more of a look into it. Yeah, Alex, uh, they're, an interesting, they're an interesting team because, you know, obviously during the offseason they had – quite a few, um, I guess, draft assets that were able to use, but they come at a price, to Stacey's point, only a few years ago they had a pretty stacked roster, but, you know, through through some trades they kind of had to, to rebuild rebuild the team and, and start again. What's your thoughts on some of the players that they have brought in uh, over the offseason? Um, I think they've done well kind of, you know, as far as their rookies have gone in the draft. Um, I think... It was, you know, as an Ohio State fan, it was just the Urban Meyer pop up as the coaching, you know, selection for, for the Jaguars. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good asset for them. Um, and I think it was good for them to be able to bring in um, his uh, running back from Clemson to, you know, so you don't have to kind of gel those two positions as much. There's already kind of that familiarity there, which I think will, will benefit their their run game. Um, and I just think it's going to be able to, you know, have Trevor connecting with his wide receivers at the end of the day and try and get that offense going um, with their tight ends, whether that's, you know, Tebow or it's um, who the tight end. Blue Carroll from Ohio. Yeah. Blue Carroll from Ohio, who was, who's great Ohio state. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see what, you know, what personnel they have on the field at, at whatever given time and, and how they gel and work. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one for Trevor Lawrence, who, based on stats and history, I don't think has lost a game yet. Um, lost four, four since uh, high school. Four since high school. Um, so to have that kind of record as a quarterback going to the NFL when you've got three pretty tough uh, preseason games is going to be interesting for them. And we'll, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that, I think, as a, as a QB. Yeah, absolutely. Pierre, to, to Alex's point, there's obviously a lot of pressure on uh, Trevor Lawrence coming into the franchise, and we'll dig in uh, to his play a little bit more. But just talk to us about you know some of the pressure as a new player, just just stepping into a new franchise. Obviously, in your career, you know you've been you've been that new starter. You know you've gone and joined joined a team. How hard is it to to sort of come in day one as a brand new face into a team environment and sort of take over? And, 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 yeah, take control of the team. Yeah, look, I think it, it's hard because you've got to start from the bottom up and you have to earn the respect of your players, right? So I think from my own experience, um, you know, it's something that I don't take lightly simply because I don't want to tread on anyone's toes, but also because I want my teammates to trust in me and trust that I'm a, you know, I'm a great leader and I know what I'm doing. So, um, it just really depends on the team. I think it all comes down to the team culture. Depends what the vibe is at the team. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. And, Alex, if we dig a little bit deeper on Trevor, what are your expectations uh, for him this season? What do you like about his play? And I, I guess what, what are some of your initial concerns um, going into the new season? 
Um, I think for him, you know, he's got great awareness on the field, um, his ability to throw the ball and be able to find, you know, his receivers um, is great. Um, I think my one thing for him is they just need to get an, an O-line that's going to protect him. I think, you know, people are going to be um, gunning for him uh, because, you know, he does have a little bit of history with the name and history at Clemson, you know, being the quarterback that he is. Um, so I think if they can get an O-line that can protect him and keep, you know, those rushers out, he'll be good. I mean, he's great, you know, when he has to scramble out of the pocket too, he doesn't mind that, but he took a couple knocks, I think, you know, last season in the playoffs that kind of shook him up a little bit. So if he gets hit pretty heavy, I don't, I don't know if he'll, you know, Obviously, you don't want his season to to be short. You want him to play the full season. So keeping, you know, that protective pocket around him and keeping healthy, I think, are going to be key. Because if they can't do that, then I'm not quite sure what they're going to do as far as their their offense goes. That just, I mean, that that just exactly speaks to what happened with Joe Burrow last year. The same thing, you know, number one draft pick goes in the NFL, not a great O-line, goes down injured, and, you know, they just get put back so far. So you're exactly right there, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that would keep Urban Meyer up at night in terms of his nerves because, you know, Trevor, let, you know, let, let's speak frankly. I, I think, you know, he, he's looking like a, a, a once-in-a-decade type prospect. Obviously, you know, he, he's still got to come in and, and he's still got to perform. But, you know, not, not too many players can perform at a high level uh, in the NFL without time. And, um, you know, if he certainly is, is facing pressure uh, pretty consistently, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how he escapes the pocket and how he deals with that, um, you know, especially as he, as he tries to make that step up in, in level to, to the NFL. Alex, let's talk a little bit about uh, the new coach. So obviously, you know, the Jags, it's, it, as we've spoken about, it's been quite a lean period uh, for the franchise. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, who is Urban Meyer, you know, what's been his history and what do you think he brings to the franchise? Um, I think he brings a great deal of experience. I mean, the guy has three national champions, championships, seven conference championships, and 10 division championships under his belt as a head coach and as an assistant coach. Um, you know, he did, a, he did a great job in Florida when Tim Tebow was, was playing under him. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see those two back together. Um, granted, in a different position for Tebow, but still, you know, still the same coach. Um, and I think he was great at Ohio State. Um, as an Ohio State fan, I, I loved Evan Meyer. I love, you know, what he stands for as, as a coach myself. I love what he stands for. Um, he has a great book called Above the Line, and he always talks about kind of the big thing is with his players, you know, it's just that trust, you know, buying into what he's trying to sell, buying into the to the playbook that he wants to give them, um, you know, and, and letting them know where the standard is. You know, he has high standards for his players, which I think is, is what you need. I think he gets a bad rap sometimes as a coach. Um, I personally love him. I think he's great. Um, but again, you know, he has that standard and goes, if you can match my standard, that's great. But at the end of the day, he goes, you know, I, I love you guys no matter what. So I think that's that, that's big as a coach, and I think he brings – it's going to be interesting to see him at the NFL. I think he what's good with him is at Ohio State, he's had some phenomenal quarterbacks under his belt. So to have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, he's not really losing, you know, a, a player in that position. So I think he's going to be good there. It's just going to be interesting to see if the vets of that team can buy in and the rest of the young players as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's been quite a few jobs that have been offered to Urban um, over the past few years that he has rejected it. I think he's been waiting for his opportunity. But um, as you mentioned, the, the second that Trevor Lawrence came into the equation, I, I think things changed for Urban and he saw it as a real opportunity to come in and, um, you know, show what he can offer at this level. Stacey, let, let's jump in now to uh, to their to their schedule. Um, 
what what are your thoughts on on this particular franchise for this season? Have you got any thoughts on a particular record? Obviously, we'll go around and get people's thoughts on on the record. But you know, just just looking at the at their schedule ahead, what's your expectations for the team? I think um, I think it really just comes down to who is picked as starter. I think it, it has to come down to Gardner Minshew and, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I, I think in preseason we're going to have to see a lot of Lawrence to see what he's capable of. Um, but it's you know there's there's questions around whether he's ready mentally to take that starting position. Um, from a record perspective, I could definitely see some improvements being made. You know, they've picked up some great talent. Um, you know, in, trading wise, you know, they picked up another running back in Carlos Hyde. They picked up Philip Dorsett, wide receiver from the Patriots, um, a really good DT from the Patriots. Um, so they've, they've, you know, put some work in on the field and then adding in, you know, like Alex said, you know, Travis Etienne from uh, Clemson as a first-round draft pick. So two first-round draft picks should effectively plus, you know, if Tim Tebow gets that, um, gets that contract or not or that starting position um, and the Urban Meyer, I think it's improvements will happen. For sure. I don't think them going, it's going to take a little while to build, but I think we're looking at maybe a, a 6 and 11 type situation. And I guess that leads me nicely into my prediction for their record. And I found this quite challenging. You know, looking at their schedule, I, I saw 5 and 12, but, you know, I, I just think that, you know, whilst their schedule is stacked, there's always a team that sort of disappoints or, or you know, that there's a bit of an upset along the way. So giving them an upset, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Stacey. I can see this team finishing uh, six and eleven. Alex, round us off there. Well, what's your thoughts on their record? Um, yeah, coming into this one, um, I think with a tough preseason kind of coming to their to the start of their season, it'll be interesting to see how how they start. Um, will they start strong? Will they be able to bounce back? I just I think it's going to take a minute for them to gel, and my record for them is going to be I think five and twelve. Yeah, no, so you, you've heard it here first. We've got five wins. We've got six wins. That, that's kind of where we see. So about five and a half wins is where where we see uh, the Jags. And then just quickly, just to round off that, you know, you look at their division, um, Stacey. So obviously they're in the AFC South, and that probably saves them a little bit. We're obviously seeing quite a lot of dysfunction from the Houston Texans. Obviously we've got the, the significant... Uh, issues that, that are happening in and around Deshaun Watson. Um, and obviously the, the, the Colts are not a sure thing, although they've brought in a new quarterback. Um, what's your thoughts on, on, on their division and where do you see them finishing? Look, I think that they could, they could, they could potentially get over the lump and, and potentially finish in the second or third spot. Um, like you said, you know, the Colts now losing Rivers last year, bringing in a new quarterback again, they're in a similar situation, um, you know, and then, uh, and then with the Texans as well, who knows what's happening with them? You know, that's a mass exodus out of there right now. So they've got their issues. So I'm happy to say, I'm happy to put Jacksonville up in the two to three spot for sure. Alex, what's your thoughts on that one? So obviously we're all expecting a bit of a hot mess from the Texans. So I, I think we're all expecting a, a third place finish at worst. Do, is With the new additions, is there any chance for this side to sneak up and, and maybe potentially, you know, upset the Colts or the Titans? Um, do, do you see the Jags sneaking up into, into that in the top one or two in the division or do, or do you see them finishing third? I don't see them finishing first. Um, I do think they could go second or third. I think they might sneak in a third more than second. Um, as Stacey said, they're kind of in a similar bo- uh, boat with the Colts. So I think it'd be, you know, whoever – just has a can hold on a little bit longer out of those two teams and 
Um, but yeah, I think it, with the Texans the way they are, who knows what's going to happen in that division. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a, it's a hard one to get a prediction on. The, the biggest thing for me is the health of Carson Wentz at the Colts. You know, if he, you know, he's had some health issues in the past. Um, you know, if there's any sort of issues like that, then that obviously opens up an opportunity there for the Jags. So we'll, um, we'll certainly see how that goes. Stacey, final thoughts on this one before we move through to the next segment? Yeah, look, I just wanted to give a massive shout-out to uh, Aussie boy Adam Gotsis. Uh, he's just been re-signed by Jacksonville Jags. Um, you know, he's coming into his sixth year in the NFL. Very proud uh, Melbourne Melbourne boy from the Monash Warriors Gridiron Club down there. Uh, 73 games played, so it's really nice to see a, a non-punter uh, Aussie representing down there in the trenches. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's an incredible... It's an incredible thing just to just to go out and uh, and play one game. So for him to obviously find that success uh, at that level, it's um, it's inspirational for a lot of young um, athletes coming through in the Australian system. And now it's time for our next segment, the match. So whether it's player v player, team v team, coach v coach, we think you're going to enjoy this one. The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to. So welcome to the match. In this segment, what we do is we compare, well, to two different players. It could be different positions. And this week, we're looking at who is the better running back. And we have two star-studded uh, candidates uh, for, for this one. We've got Derek Henry and Christian McCaffrey. Stacey, I'm going to start with you. Can you talk us through a little bit about your thoughts on Derek Henry? Oh, my gosh. The dude is massive. Like, he's just he's just massive. Um, you know, just for a little bit of context, you know, the guy's rushing average is around five yards a carry, which is just insane. You just can't you can't bring him down. And, uh, you know, he plays a strong game, always has done. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a power back, that's for sure. Alex, talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. And, Alex, tell us a little bit about your perspective on Derrick Henry. To Stacey's point, you know, typically when you see that body tight coming into the running back position, you know that they're coming in. You know, on on the goal line, they're going, they're going to run. They're going to run the uh, the ball in the end zone. You're going to get one or two yards out of them. Uh, but Henry's different. He's a different type of athlete. What what's your thoughts on his career so far? Obviously, coming through the Alabama system, um, took a little little bit to get going uh, there at the Titans. But yeah, tell us your thoughts on on Derek. Oh, I think Alabama produced, you know, great football players. They have a great program to start off with. Um, as you said, his first two seasons. You know, he was in the hundreds as far as, as yards, but, you know, he wasn't just, he wasn't making an impact. And then his third year um, in the NFL, he just started to, to kind of really take off. Um, you know, he was averaging, I think, 4.5 and then 4.8 and then 5.1. So to be able to see that progression as a, as a running back, you know, and he's, consistently getting better as each season goes on. Um, he's projected to be the number one running back in the NFL for 2021. Um, and to, as Stacey said, you know, to get over 2000 rushing yards last year is, is phenomenal. He had 17 touchdowns um, and just his yards after contact. I think he averages about three yards or something like that after contact, which is just. Yeah. Cause he pushes them just out of the way with that yeah, massive stiff arm yeah. to the face. You just can't get him. And when you're averaging, as Stacey said, five, and then, you know, another three after contact, if that's, you know, the range of your first down, then he's 
close to getting a first down every time he runs the ball pretty much pretty much and 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 exactly i mean and that just plays into the fact that he's rushing for over two thousand yards a year because if he's making almost 10 yards a carry like why wouldn't you keep running him if not broke don't fix it exactly and stacy i I, there's quite a few explosive young rookies typically that sort of hit the nfl and are quite successful over the first few years of their their career but I, i guess what's a little bit unique about henry is Everyone knows that that is the Titans' play. Everyone knows that Derrick Henry is going to get the ball. What makes him so difficult to stop, given that, you know, there's no secret, this guy's going to get a lot of touches throughout a game, and it just appears that the defense has no answers? I mean, he's uh, he gets momentum, and that's and that's the problem. You know, he'll uh, instead of just hitting up like, and he's more than capable. You know, last year he ended up pulling off like a ninety-three yard a gap run straight up the middle, which you know is really hard to do. Um, but when he's not doing that, more often than not, he's shooting off into like a B gap or a C gap, almost outside run type situation. And once he hits that edge defender, all he has to do is put that stiff arm on, and he's got no one in front of him. So. Even though he is so big, he's still so agile and his capacity of he's not just a power back straight up the guts kind of runner. He'll he'll hit those edges and, and make damage. You, know, you just you just can't stop him. Yeah, absolutely. And Pierre, I guess, you know, you, you look at the modern day game and it's becoming more of an offensive game. So you're seeing teams become a little bit more explosive. You saw the Titans sort of go with a bit of a different offense last year. They 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 threw the they threw the ball quite a lot. I mean, if, if you're if you're the coach, you know, if you've got control of the Tennessee Titans, what what are you doing here? Are you continuing, you know, moving off the back of such a huge season last year? Are you going to continue to give a lot of touches to Derrick Henry, or are you going to, I guess, sort of copy some of the more top teams in the competition and start throwing the ball more? Pierre, what's your thoughts on this one? Are you going to continue to run Henry this year, or are you going to throw the ball more? I agree with what Stacey was saying was don't break what's already working. So, I mean, if their run game, if they run heavy and they're scoring touchdowns on it, why would you change it? I mean, if you want to change your game up and you want to have a bit of versatility to your game, sure, throw the ball. But if you've got a run heavy team and you've got solid running backs coming through the middle, I'd just stick to it. Alex, um, so so that brings me to my next question. So I, I guess we're all expecting Henry to, yeah, to Pierre's point, continue on with his, uh, with his carries and his production. But, you know, one of the things that we've learned historically looking at these running backs is there, is there does become a period of decline. And certainly in, in, in recent years, that, that has become quite significant. What's your expectations for Henry coming into this season? Do you see him being able to at least maintain he, his production at 2,000 yards for, for the season? Or do you, think we'll, do you think we'll see a little bit of a step back uh, coming into the year? Um. I think just watching his growth, it hasn't been like, he hasn't gone from like, you know, A to B, you know, in one season, right. He's gone from A to B in kind of four to five seasons, you know, he's been consistently developing, consistently getting better. So I think when you see players like that, who are on the steady kind of incline, yes, eventually there will be a decline, but I don't think it's going to be just yet. I think he's still getting up there. He's still getting the yards. He's still getting the carries. I mean, he's still getting more huge. Yeah. He's still getting bigger, right? So the bigger he gets, the less likely he's going to be able to bring down. However, he might get slower. So that that might end up playing into his game a little bit. Um, But I I see him having another very good year as far as running backs go for next year. Um, I don't see him kind of going on the decline just yet unless something drastically happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think 
I think too that given that the Titans are playing around with Ryan Tannehill at the moment as well. I mean, he's 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 not a bad quarterback, but he's not excellent by any means either. So you know, they're, they're probably going to have to rely on Henry, you know, a fair bit again this year, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our first candidate tonight in the match, and uh, his opponent, uh, someone that we all know very very well, is and speaking of speed, is Christian McCaffrey. Alex, talk to, talk to us a little bit about Christian. Obviously, a different type of athlete, a different type of running back, but he's had a little bit of a, a concerning uh, last season. Yeah, to talk to us a little bit about, you know, reflect on uh, Christian's season last year and what are your expectations for him coming into this year? Um, I think it was a sad season for Christian McCaffrey last year just based on the fact that, you know, he didn't just suffer one injury, he suffered two Um and the second one took him out for the season, um, especially coming off from such, you know, 2018 and 2019 were good seasons for him. 2019 was obviously his better season. Um, you know, he had 15, 16 touchdowns in the 2019 season. Um, he was averaging 4.8, which is down from 2018 when he was averaging about five yards a carry. Um, so still down, but still able to make an impact with, you know, the amount of touchdowns he had in 2018, he only had seven and he went to 17. So this is, you know, we just talked about kind of that big, that big jump versus it being gradual. And I think Christian McCaffrey is one of those players where he had a big jump from 2018 to 2019 um, as far as players go. And then kind of just going into 2020 season, he was supposed to be a top running back and then to get hit, you know, with, with what he did, I think this year for him might be kind of, it might be a rebuilding year for him, kind of getting his feet back under him. You know, he suffered an ankle, high ankle strain last year, and he suffered a shoulder injury. Um, and when you're running back, you know, you're you're getting hit in the shoulders, and you got to make sure your ankles are okay. So, if he can stay healthy this year and he doesn't have any niggling injuries, I think he'll he'll be okay. But I think it might take him a season or two to get back, if he can get back. Right, that's always the question. And after injury, can he be the player he was before? Um, and I think it just it just depends what 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 they can do with him this Stacey, year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Stacey, it's it's an interesting situation out there at Carolina, and obviously there's going to be a lot of pressure on Christian to deliver. You've got a, still a relatively young uh, coach in Matt Rule, but also too you've you've got a new uh, situation at quarterback with Sam Darnold coming in and joining. So um, you know, I, I think. I think we're going to see, you know, obviously some increased production from Christian. To Alex's point, you know, that, that, that injury is a little bit worrying, especially in the running back position. Very, very physical. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on and expectations for him this year coming off that serious injury? Yeah, look, you know, Christian McCaffrey's always been one of those, uh, you know, those do-it-all kind of tailbacks. You know, he's just as, just as effective catching passes in the backfield or or running those short little flat routes um, as any wide receiver. So, um, you know, this year could be a, lo- a lot more, um, a bit more time with the ball through the air for him. Um, not so many carries on the ground. Um, Sam Darnold has a great arm. Um, you know, I've, I've watched him for a long time coming up through USC. Um, so he can make the plays. Um, but like Alex said, it's whether he comes back from from injury. You know, he's so he's always been so explosive. Um, he's always been a good return man. You know, he's just been you know really really good at what he does. Um, but again, it's just whether he comes back from injury with, with the same mentality as, as fast as they need him to. I guess that the, the timing wasn't great for Christian as well, because, you know, what, what we see in the running back position is 
typically a lot of teams won't give their star running back that big contract. You know, typically they sort of come in and refresh with a younger player because there are concerns that a player is going to going to break down. Christian's not in that category, so obviously um, the franchise has gone out and spent a lot of a lot of money on him. What's your, what's your thoughts on the contract situation? If you were in there, if you were in Carolina's position, would you have sort of given Christian the, the big contract, or or would you have sort of tried to hedge your bets? Oh, for sure, for sure, he's definitely worth the money. I think um, what he brings on the field from a um, uh, from a personality and, and a leadership point of perspective, you know, he had uh, you know his breakout seasons. Uh, you know, what year was his breakout season, Alex? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was his better season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, since t- from 2019, you know, he's always commanded a, a, a certain type of play from the Panthers as a as a unit, as an offensive unit. And I think spending the money on him, uh, even if he's not able to have that best uh, season like he did in 2019, but he's still worth worth it out there, especially bringing in someone new and young like Sam Darnold. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So in the match, uh, there's no sitting on the fence. We've got a. Pick a player. So, Pierre, let's go to you first. Who are you picking? Who is the better running back in your opinion? Which one are you going with? Uh, is it Derek Henry or is it CMC? Who are you picking? Derek Henry. I think you guys sold me, sold it to me with how strong he is. He, he actually reminds me of a Jason Tamalolo. That's what it sounds like. When I'm listening to that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like that's who I obviously resonate with on the footy field in the middle. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. He's certainly muscle on muscle and, and how he's still able to uh, get up and moving and, and still show that explosiveness is, uh, yeah, it, it's quite puzzling. Uh, Stacey, let's go to you. No sitting on the fence. Who have you got, uh, Derek Henry or Christian? Who are you going? Oh, I'm taking Derek Henry. Derek Henry for sure, for sure. He's been so impressive and, uh, you know, we, we love to watch him here. You know, my partner calls him her pony because, you know, because of the dreadlocks uh, and he's just a, a beast of a dude. Like, uh, you know, I pity any small DB that has to come up against that guy. Prepare for a stiff arm straight to the face, mate. Alex, uh, yeah, over to you now. So who are you, who are you choosing? It's, it's a difficult one. Obviously, they're different types of players. They both bring a lot to the table. But, yeah, who are you picking in the match? Oh, look, it's going to be good to see Christian McCaffrey back out, of, out on the field this season, and, and I, I'm interested to see how he goes. Um, but I do have to stick with Derrick Henry. I, I just think his consistency is there, and as everyone said, he is a big guy. He is hard to get down. So unless you have someone who is just as big as he is trying to stop him, I think he's going to be running circles around, around most people. All right, guys, let's move forward now to our rapid-fire segment. With the game of football spreading out and becoming more about getting athletes into open space, one universal truth is more evident than ever. Speed kills. Yeah, and on Rapid Fire, everything's fast, everything's quick as we aim to finish off our show. Uh, So in this segment, we're going to just spend a little bit of time quickly on each of our teams. Uh, Pierre, for our listeners, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about you. You you teased it at the start. Tell us a little bit about your Seattle Seahawks. What do you like from them and what's your expectations of that team um, coming into the, the new year? I'm hoping Seattle Seahawks is up there in the top four. That's my ultimate goal is I'm hoping that they get up there. But um, it's really interesting. I actually just read up today that um, they've just signed a new wide receiver. name is Darius Robinson. He came over from the Cardinals. So he was with the Cardinals for the preseason. And now he's um, officially signed to the Seahawks as of today. So excited to see what he can bring to the game. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably something that Russell's signed off on. I, I think one of the shifts they've made is to try and keep him as happy as possible. Look, I agree with you. If they can, uh, top four, if they can get themselves through to uh, that NFC Championship game, that would be a huge uh, a huge bounce back for the franchise. And to be honest, they, they probably they probably should, given the talent that they've got on the roster, especially led, led by Russell. Um, you know, he was on track for an MVP um season last year but obviously slowed up a little bit towards the end so yeah good luck Pierre I, I think you've uh, I think you've got a good team there and let's see how they go Stacey um, over to you now so we share a common uh, ally our, our team is the the New England Patriots we've had a we've had a very interesting offseason haven't we so we we've traditionally been a team that uh, hasn't necessarily gone out and, and sort of spent any money on the roster uh, sometimes uh, that that's obviously made things a little bit more challenging for our for our past players but yeah things have been a little bit different for the Patriots we've uh, gone out and uh, bills open up the open up the the purse strings and, and spent a bit of money I think that uh, you know I think I think that's a good thing. Because uh, I remember when you know Tom Brady was crying out for some for some receivers, you know, and, and Belichick was still, you know, very much the frugal man. Um, so I'm super excited that we've opened up the books this year and, and thrown some some big money out there for, you know, some of our really veteran players that we need to keep around. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the in the sort of receiving core, you know, I, I still think that there's quite a few question marks in and around our wide receivers. Um, you know, there, there's players that you know, have certainly got to step up to show that, you know, they're able to compete with some of the more, I guess, not even elite players, but some of those high-end receivers. We sort of haven't been able to, we haven't been able to sort of demonstrate that um, in the past. Okay, Alex, uh, let's talk a little bit about your team and what your expectations are for the season. Uh, my team are the Chicago Bears, and that's always met with a, I'm so sorry, um, which, you know, if you are a Bears fan, you know, you are true blue bears fan like i love my bears win or lose you know i rep them head to toe my dog sits in the jersey on game day so it is bears in my house and always will be um you know i'm excited for the bears i think they did well you know we got justin fields from ohio state as a as a qb and we've always struggled in that qb spot for for a couple years now so i think defensively getting khalil mack a couple years back and having him with um who is it? Robert Quinn and uh, Akeem Hicks. You know, those three guys on defense are, are solid and they have been. So now when we've got the likes of Allen Robinson and Kalkmet and David Montgomery and even Tree Cohen, you know, these guys are, are phenomenal offensive players, you know, when, when they're given the ball. So to be able to have to be able to have a QB and Justin Fields to, that can get them the ball now, I think it's going to be great. Is he going to start? Probably not. Andy Dalton will probably be in that starting role. But again, it's like that situation with Trevor Lawrence, which, you know, hurts my heart a little bit to say as a Justin Fields fan and as a Bears fan. And I think there's going to be some uproar in the city of Chicago when they see Andy Dalton start. But he's the vet. And I think they got to give him, you know, the credit that that he deserves as a vet player. They've got to start him. But as I said, as we talked about, Jacksonville. But it's Jackson, Dalton, Barker. I know. It's I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm aware of that. And then hurts me to say it but it, it you know it's going to be interesting to see you know when you look at the charts right now it has Andy Dalton as the starter so off season preseason it's going to be interesting that battle is going to be a fun one to watch play out during preseason I think and I think come first begin of the season whoever's put on that QB jersey is going to step up and do a good job but look if Dalton starts we've got feels to back it up and, and that's all I can say yeah look no it's a uh, it's a great position for Chicago to be in but 
Look, not long now. I think everyone, uh, you know, is counting down the days until the season starts. So, yeah, I think everyone's uh, very much looking forward to the NFL season. But, uh, guys, that's uh, that's all the time we have uh, today. So just wanted to, again, thank the panel for, you know, sharing all of their their knowledge um, on, on our topics tonight. Um, to our listeners, if you do enjoy this content, please download, subscribe, jump on our social media. We have all the platforms. Please comment, send us messages, give us feedback, and we'll see you next week. To break down the garden gate There's not much time left today You have been listening to Mojo Sports Thank you for your support It is very much appreciated The team and I are trying to build something a little different here So everyone's support is very much appreciated Continue to support the podcast Download, subscribe Check out our social media channels Give us a follow And be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.